So hi there, everybody. Welcome to the 25-Minute Coaching Podcast. The whole goal of this podcast is just to kind of take um, what we think are seemingly really complex um, challenges and obstacles in real estate and really just kind of um, break them down into little pieces. And so at the end of the call, we kind of have a clear understanding of what the challenge and the obstacle is. We've kind of written the prescription, and then at the end of it, you kind of have a blueprint um, to go on and, um, you know, overcome that challenge and just have an amazing real estate career. So today I'm really excited. I've got Linda Stevens uh, with me from Toronto. Uh, Hi, Linda. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm great. So, Linda, just tell me a little bit about you, um, how long you've been in the business for, um, where you work right now, and if there's anyone who's thinking about maybe referring people to Toronto, um, you can give their contact information. And uh, and then after that, we'll just kind of go through what the kind of challenge or obstacle that you're facing. Sounds terrific. Well, I got into the business, Glenn, in 2009. I came out of a career um, as a law clerk, and I just wanted to change. I wanted to do a little bit better. And that was my whole goal, just do a little better. And so I'm currently uh, with Zolo Realty in Toronto. They're a, a unique firm that focuses on internet leads. And um, as my life experiences change, they, they fit the bill nicely. I was caregiving for uh, my mother, who recently passed. And uh, prospecting is a big trouble uh, for a lot of agents to find the business. And uh, with the internet leads, it balanced it so I had the flexibility to fill that caregiving role. And now I'm looking to uh, rebuild my career and move uh, onward to uh, regaining um, where I once was. And my biggest uh, challenge is to have a discussion today and take a look at uh, where we go from here. Awesome. So what's the number people can reach you at or an email address if they do have any other questions or um, thoughts um, or they can even give you some feedback on these calls. So where can they reach you at, Linda? Well, that would be great. My uh, direct mobile number is 289-221-5999. My email is really easy. It's selectyournewhome at gmail.com. Perfect. Okay, so let's get down to it. So what's the biggest um, challenge or obstacle facing you right now in your real estate career? Um, I I have a tendency to be self-limiting, and so I have to work on my inner beliefs and my inner story to overcome that challenge of the glass ceiling. So we get comfortable. um, Many of us have come from other backgrounds and other careers, and lots of you want to do a little better as well. And so um, if you were earning, let's say, in the private sector, you know, 30000 50000 60000 whatever the number may be, you're comfortable in that level. You're comfortable in the lifestyle of what those earnings give you. As you transition in your career, when you start to go beyond that and become a little bit more capable than you believed you were, your inner alarm bells sound like, mayday, mayday, you're making too much money. And you start this sort of self-sabotage, and maybe many people on the call can relate to that. And so we actually, even without realizing it, put that glass ceiling in place, and we need to find ways to have the mental toughness to break through that glass ceiling and, uh, and to soar in our careers. Right. Well, you know, I think a lot of people will go through that in their career, right? They'll go through, like, I've only, you know, made 50000 before or 100000 and that's kind of like enough money because they've already built their life and their world around that kind of money. And 
to me, what I found is money is just really like a store of energy for you. Um, you know, your savings account, your equity in your house, your wealth is really just like a store of energy um, so that you can last a certain point in your life, right? And a lot of people, when they put that kind of glass ceiling limiter on them, it's they have to kind of, at the end of each year, they just have no more storage of energy left. Right. So a lot of times the issue here is really one of like, um, how can we let your, or what's the kind of uh, accelerator or magic button that will let you um, let your self-esteem catch up to your self-worth. Um, because I know personally when I first got into real estate, you know, my dad had never made more than 50000 And I thought if I could just make $50,000, i am i am going to be rich and everything's perfect and my life is great. And so, uh, you know, I would get up to about $47,000 and then I would just stop working. And it was just this weird kind of issue and ceiling that I put on myself because I didn't want to make more than my dad, you know. The great news is I got over it <laughs> because <laughs> what I found was that it wasn't really about me anymore and money um, because money is, is, is not just what it can do for you and for your own means. Money is is really a storage of energy that you can give away to others. Um, and what I found is that most people, when you really drill down about what's really important to them, or if you said, hey, um, if I give you $10 million right now and your house is paid off and, you know, most people say, oh, I travel and I do these things. And I say, okay, once you're finished your travel and everything else, like how are you going to sp spend your time? And what most people will tell you is they're usually going to be passionate about some type of cause. Right. So who would you, you like... That. Yeah, so who would you like to, like, what's your cost? Like, if you had a million dollars in the bank um, right now, or $10 million in the bank, and you had to fill your time, who would you serve? Uh, my passion, Glenn, is uh, working with seniors. Again, caregiving for my mother um, who passed away, I was surrounded. Most of my friends are, are seniors. I would pop in on their coffee circle, um, holiday season, pop them in the car, take them around to see the lights. Um, I just took a senior um, to apply for Christmas assistance. I think we don't realize that many of our seniors are living below the poverty line, they're on fixed income. And it absolutely broke my heart. I, I left the room to give this woman her privacy, but I overheard one part asking the intake clerk, is there any chance that I could get something for my grandchildren? And I just thought no senior should go through their life and, and be at the other end of the spectrum and sitting there worrying, can I even give my grandchildren anything? So I participate in a lot of different uh, points programs. I love the Shoppers Optimum Points program, and they've got a redemption weekend coming up, and uh, I'm going to use my bonus points to get gifts for her grandchildren, to give to her that she can give to them. So I'm really passionate on helping seniors live with dignity, winter warmth, making sure that they have enough. Seniors are choosing between having enough to eat and paying their hydro bill. And it, it's a growing crisis. It's a hidden crisis. And uh, I'd really like to get more involved and, and help some of our local seniors. I think we all have a little role to play in our communities to go out and make others' lives better. Right. Wow. That's pretty amazing. 
And that's the fuel, you know, that I think most agents need is it's because real estate isn't who you are. It's just what you do to create the abundant life that you want to live. And we do that by coming from contribution and from helping our clients and from keeping them safe through the real estate transaction and finding the, the you know, protecting them from some other maybe um, not so good agents. Um, and it becomes a mission on helping not only your clients, but also helping them at such a high level that they want to refer everybody they know to you. They know, you know, where your heart is. And I would really encourage you to start talking to your clients about why you do what you do, right? Um, that this is, you know, that part of my deal is, and, and even start marketing it back to your clients, that my goal is to help 100 seniors this year um, buy Christmas presents for their kids. And I think, you know, everyone... Um, can relate to that kind of stuff um, because it's the emotion that really makes you go into action about anything. It's not the logic, right? You know, logic just makes you think and plan, but the emotion and the cause um, is really why you do what you want to do, you know? It's a story and and, and sharing and, and, you know, stories are selling. And I think you're right. If you have a passion, the whole ideal is it's not about the money. I think we'd be surprised if we, If we look at top producing agents, as you're saying, they have a passion. If you're in it just for the money, it's the wrong reason. There has to be a bigger story behind there that lights your fire and gets you going and makes us go through what we do. Yeah, that's right. So one of the ways to do it is you just start setting your bar. And I would really encourage you and everyone who's listening right now to start just setting the goal of doubling your income in the next 12 months because it's not really that difficult. Um, I know in one of my coaching programs, we had 70, we did a pilot where we had 75% of the participants doubled their income in 12 months. And what it was, was really, we started with the why of what they're, why they're doing this and what they're passionate about. And um, some people aren't. They're just like, I'm just doing it for the money. And I'm like not in judgment about it, but it's much easier to get up every day and have the energy and to deal with all of the stuff you do as a real estate agent. Um, You know, it's the weirdest business in a way because from the outside, it looks so easy. And from the inside, it's the hardest business to try to explain to anyone else in the world. You know. Very true. So, um, so I would start maybe on that point, that challenge is start just start thinking about, you know, I want to double my income because I want to make a difference for seniors. And that's going to be your fuel that's going to get you through all of the obstacles. And so how do you do that is you're going to start, I would really encourage you to start focusing on what type of the market, like what area of the marketplace do you want to be a hero to? Like who do you want to help? Who do you want to serve? Because the challenge is most agents right now are trying to serve everybody. And we there's just too many agents, frankly, right? There's 42,000 agents just in Toronto. And um, the stats are – I was just reviewing some stats the other day that said that the average agent's losing 21% of their client base every year just because, you know, their favorite client's um, daughter's boyfriend got the real estate license or – you know, they're just getting pecked away on that. And the moment you live in that world of trying to be everything to everybody is when you end up being nothing to nobody. So I'd really encourage you to start focusing on a niche market that you just want to be a hero to. Okay. So who's who's your dream come true client? Like who's your client that you would just, if you could just wake up every morning and at 10 a.m. you had an appointment with this person and at 1 o'clock you had an appointment with this person and at 4 o'clock with this person and they were the people you love working with, like who would they be? 
I would say they would be a, a move-up buyer, maybe your people that are going from a town home and stretching into a family home and creating possibilities and that those possibilities can happen for them. The excitement that you get and the excitement in their eyes, like, yes, like this is what we had in mind, and, and showing them 97% of people have a, a problem making a decision. They're, they're fear-based and they're, they're trapped in their own fear, and when they light up and realize it is possible, it's very exciting. So what's keeping them up at night? What is their biggest fear right now to your target market? Because the more you can address your marketing and your prospecting to the unique conversation that's going on in their head. Like, so if someone has got two kids, but then one's two years old and one's four years old, I will guarantee you the biggest thing they're ever thinking about right now is to get into an area with great schools. Right. If it's a senior who's trying to decide when to sell – that's a completely different conversation because they're like, I know I should sell. My kids are telling me I should sell, but I feel comfortable here and I don't know what to do. And it feels uncomfortable going to try to find out what to do and I can't make a decision. So there's a complete unique language for every single target market that you're going to be dealing with. Right, right. Well, I think the biggest fear of the people I'm trying to target in our area is simply the housing costs, like many areas, have gone up so much that we actually have some areas of townhomes that are more expensive than the detached homes. So in their mind, they have this ideal, well, we started here, now it's time to move up into a family home, and um, they, they, just, they don't see the possibilities because in their mind, they don't realize that there are certain pockets where they could afford a detached home. If you sold in the 600s for a townhome, but in the older part of town, there's some detached bungalows, great lots. They're selling for 550. They actually could be in an equity position, but they don't believe that because they just think, well, if we're moving up, it must cost more. So getting beyond their internal beliefs to see the possibilities, I, I guess I would say is uh, one of the aspects. Right. So if you were to do like, if you were to write a, like not like a blog post or just a post on Facebook. Um, talking about um, here's the list of the top 10 best homes, um, detached homes between 500 and 650,000 in great school areas, easy access to the 401, and it's the hidden list that nobody really knows about. That's a great offer to give somebody um, because the only people who will respond to that offer are people who are looking for exactly what you're offering. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So you could even do the same thing on Craigslist and Kijiji, and you could write like almost ads that said, would you like a free list of the top 10 best homes for families in Toronto between 550 and 650 or 600 and 700,000? Because the only people who will ever respond to that ad are the people who want it, you know? Right. And what most agents do is they do broad marketing all the time, you know? Um, hey, hey. Free CMA, you know, um, you know, thinking about buying or selling, give me a call. And it's just so ridiculous because you're expecting them to respond and you're trying to hit a, a wide market. And where really the, the secret to your success is going to be, um, you know, how can we move this family from here over to here? So right. is there a townhouse development where you know a lot of those people are in right now? And, and if you do, where do those people mostly go? They usually go very close. They're usually within like three kilometers, five kilometers of where they currently are. Uh, I find people don't even want to jump the barrier. Where I am is in the Newmarket Aurora uh, neighborhood, 
And um, a lot of people won't want to leave Aurora to go to Newmarket. Newmarket doesn't want to come south to Aurora. It's funny that they want to stay. Again, it's a comfort zone for them. They know the schools. They know the shops. They know the area. They know they want to move, but they, they want to stay surprisingly reasonably within the proximity. We're also in another area called Bayview Wellington over here, seeing a push on um, with influx of great demand of buyers coming in, and those buyers are actually looking a little bit north, a little bit outside of the area. So there's, there, there actually is, now that I think of it, a little bit of both. You just have to right. figure out which group do you want to work with. Exactly. And the one way you could do it is you could print off all of the sales of, let's say, townhouses on the northeast corner of Bayview and Wellington, um, and you could look at all of the sellers' names, and then you could put the sellers' names back into Canada 411, and that will tell you where they moved to. And then what you start to figure out is what we call complementary geographic neighborhoods, where we know that 40% of these people, on average, are going to move over there. So then we can start marketing on both sides. We can actually, if we know they're going to Stonehaven or something, you know, which is right. a, which, um, or if we know they're going to be going, uh, if they're a new market, and um, they're going maybe west of Young, like up on um, the area around Doubletree or whatever, if sure. you know that that's where they're going, then we can market back to them um, that here's a free list of the top 10 homes in the area that you're going to. And you actually start marketing them and dropping them off in the mailbox of all the people who, who have the townhouses. So what you're actually doing is you're just giving them exactly what they want, but it appears absolutely random to them in their mailbox because everyone else in their mailbox is putting just listed, just sold, um, you know, beauty glamour shot of me um, on my phone in a race car, whatever, that <laughs> type of marketing. And everyone, and if you ever watch, and you probably do it in your own house, where you actually pick up the stuff from your mailbox and you walk right over the blue box and, show, and throw it out because it doesn't speak to them. There's so, nothing in it for them, and the public wants what's in it for them. Right. So the secret is make it so irresistible that what you're offering is that um, it's impossible for them not to take you up on your offer. And you have to put like free list of the top 10 best homes, no cost, no obligation by email. Um, And that's the first contact. So you're kind of marketing what they want. And if someone sends you an email and says, hey, um, I'd like the free list, then the moment they do that is the moment by email you can go right into a buyer consultation, and then you just ask them the four questions. And the four questions are, what does the perfect home look like? What is the perfect um, area? What's your perfect time frame? And what's your perfect price? And then based on that, you'll know exactly the top 10 homes to send them because you can just pull them up on the computer. And And that's what thinking. And that gets them thinking, and then you start sending that to them, and then you offer to bring them out on a tour of those seven to ten homes. Um, they're not allowed to buy, and you say stuff like, you're not allowed to buy a home that day. We're just going out to take a look to see if your kind of money and expectations are at the right level. And the, the more kind of like easy, it's just like so friction-free real estate, you'll find that people will actually go out. You know, because the mistake most agents make is they put up barriers all the time. They say, like, I don't work with anyone until they do a buyer consultation with me. Um, I don't work with anyone until they sign a buyer agency agreement with me. And that's putting the onus and the risk on the consumer and not, you know, and, and, and so that's the challenge that agents have is because, you know, frankly, if I'm a consumer, I don't want to sign a buyer agent. I just met you. 
And now I'm right. obligated to you for six months. So make it so easy for me to do business with you that I'm just going to go out on that tour. And when you're on the tour is when you actually start building the, the um, relationship. And at the end of the tour, you can then say, you know, what? why don't we just stop off at Tim, Hort- Tim Hortons or a coffee shop for 20 minutes and we'll just kind of recap what's going on on the tour. I want to kind of know if your money and expectations are the same level. And that's it. We're, we're done for the day. And what I find is that breakthrough of marketing of just make it so easy for people to do business with you has just been lost in the real estate industry right now. Absolutely. It's a race to the bottom, unfortunately. We have become an industry, you mentioned on the marketing, it's too much free this and free that. and free. What are we doing to ourselves? We can't live for free, but we can turn it around to make it more about the consumer. And, and you're right, that has been lost. It has, because a lot of the real estate training lately has been, and I think it's honestly from the 80s, which is it's a duel. Like when they say this script, you say this script, and then you out-duel them and you conquer them. And and I think that's just like ridiculous. Like what, why don't we just show up the same way you would as if they were your best friend and they were thinking about and your best friend said, hey, Linda, I want to buy a house from you today. And um, or, you know, I'm thinking about buying a house or we're thinking about selling. You're not going to go over with a 48 page PowerPoint. You're not going to go and do a full buyer consultation. In fact, you're probably just going to go and talk about nothing for the first 20 minutes as you build rapport. And then you're going to kind of get on to that topic of real estate. And the more I think we can do that and the more agents can do that, that's what the consumer wants right now. The consumer it's doesn't need the pressure. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So does that give you an idea of just kind of how to it's, – it's almost like an easier lead conversion strategy too because now you're just giving them more offers, more offers all the time without obligation. And I like you'll it. find – pressure on yourself as well, and, and I like the casual approach instead of, oh, boy, I'm going to meet the Smith today. I've got to get that buyer rep, and you, you walk away feeling like you failed if you haven't got it. And, um, yeah. Or you're, you're so from a position of fear. If I don't sign them today – someone else is going to. Yeah. There's some clients we would be glad they signed with someone else at the end of the day, you know, but if we go from a position of giving, I think that's um, a much better approach. It's a much better feeling. Yeah. And it, it, it just will. And, you know, will people take advantage of you? Of course they will. But you know what? That's life. So what if you just showed up and you said, I'm going to do that for the next 10 people. And so what if two or three people took advantage of you, but you converted the next seven? Who cares? It doesn't right. matter. Because it, the, at the end of the day, as, as realtors, we, I want to be able to go home and, and just say, I did my best today. And I can't control what any of the consumers are going to do out there. All I can do is show up, be professional, be prepared, give them everything they're looking for, and let them make the decision on what they want to do. Absolutely. I think that's great. And I, I was at a hockey arena last night, and uh, it's one of those things. You know, any kid who goes up and takes 10 shots on goal, they might get two of them. They might get three of them. And we're so focused on the seven we didn't get, we need to focus on the three that we do get. That's right. <clears throat> That's the whole conversation about do you live in the gap of what you didn't get or do you live in the gain of what you got? And and I love when people, like, they'll double their income or some people get to 80% of doubling their income and they focus on the 20% that they didn't get instead of realizing that their income has gone up 80% in the last 12 months, right? 
and, and and the more you can just live in that world of listen i'm here i'm here to serve you i'm here to help you is the moment you stand apart from almost all of the other realtors out there because they're always like they learn like abc always be closing you know um if people don't if i show people five homes and they don't buy they're gone and i'm like you know what that's old school and it's also what we call short money compared to long money short money is i got to conquer these people or they'll buy from someone else long money is you know only 15% of the people I meet today are going to do something in 90 days anyway, and 85% are going to do something in the next three to nine months. So why don't I just keep serving them and build equity in my business and stop pushing them, and eventually, when they're ready, they're going to use you, you know? Because they'll remember that that was the pleasant feeling. They didn't feel like they were being dragged to the vet. <laughs> they felt like, hey, this person got me. They understood me. They listened. They cared. That's right. So here's the blueprint that you can, if you're open to kind of working with. So what I would do is I would say, I would go and find um, the townhouse complexes in Aurora or Newmarket, wherever you want to work, that have the highest turnover rate. And I'll give you a hint. It's going to be the ones that are five years um, uh, old or younger, because 80% of first-time buyers will sell within five years. And the beautiful thing about going after that market is they all bought from the builder usually. And yeah. I've never met anyone who had a great experience dealing with a builder. So they don't have an agent, and they had a terrible experience with the builder. And if you could even, like, um, uh, you could even door knock it and just say, hey, listen, you know, I work in the area right now, and I find a lot of people in townhouses right now are thinking, um, should I finish my basement? Because a lot of them were built with unfinished basements. Um, should I update my kitchen, or should I move to a bigger home? And if you want to um, renovate your basement or kitchen, fantastic. I've got some great renovators I'd love to send to you. I don't get any referral fees. It's just I work in the area. I'd love to help you. And if you're thinking about going to a bigger home, then, you know, what I can offer you is like a free list of the top 10 best homes in that area, you know. And then you just make it so ridiculously simple for someone to do business with you. And then you start looking, okay, those are my townhouses. The turnover rate on average in townhouses is 22% a year. Compared to detached homes in Aurora um, and new markets, which will be maybe three or four percent. Right. Okay. Yet, if you look at where all the agents are spending all their marketing flyers, they go to the detached homes. So here's your way that you can break into a market. You can go and dominate the townhouse market. And for every time, like if someone sells their house for what is it, six hundred or how much is a townhouse now? Yeah. The average yeah. townhouse. Yeah, yeah, five fifty-six. Okay, they're probably going to move up to about eight fifty or nine hundred, right? Yeah. Yeah, like most people will upgrade fifty percent, or they might move somewhere else and go into like Holland Landing or Innisfil or some or some of those other areas and do more of a lateral move. But if you think about it, for every transaction where they're going to sell six hundred, buy nine hundred, that's one point five million in volume that you're doing. So. If you calculate your commission on that or whatever, how many of those do you really have to do in any given year in order to double your income? Not a lot. Right. And that's the whole focus of 
um, dominating into a niche market where you can actually just go, I'm going to go and take this market. No one else is focusing on it because they're trying to do a detached here and a rental here and a townhouse there, and um, and I'm just going to dominate it. And you can take that market, you can run it, and you just become the person. And the great thing is the people moving from townhouses up to their detached homes are usually in their 30s, and they've got a couple of kids and they're about to move, they're either going to stay there for five or seven years, or when they get to their 40s and things are going really well, they're about to move into their luxury home. Right. So now you can almost complete the whole circuit. You could do rental. You could almost build a division in your business of rentals into New Market Aurora or buying first townhouses in New Market Aurora and then moving to the second home and then moving to the luxury home. And eventually when they become older and um, their kids have moved out, they're going to start moving to the golf course communities or to condos downtown or wherever they're going to go. So now you have the whole sequence of events and you can just go, okay, here's my market right now. I just want the townhouse moving to the detached. Okay, great. Does that make sense? It certainly does. Yeah. So um, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, does that excite you or what What are you thinking? Well, it, it's funny because, I, I mean, the, the whole plan looks great. Um, I do want to move outside of New Market Aurora. And the only reason I say that is, again, we have such a saturation. New Market Aurora, Richmond Hill, it's like the Bay Street for lawyers. Everybody wants to be on Bay Street. So we get a lot of um, complaints from consumers, mainly because, as you're saying, you're touching on, they're not being served. It's all me, 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 and the glossies and whatever. And they're tired of getting five or six marketing pieces. They don't want you to call them on the phone. They don't want you to knock at their door. And so that sort of move, the pressure, and like, for example, Baby Wellington moving out, um, just thinking where I'd like to be is sort of that northern horseshoe area where it's just out. It's a comfortable price point. So I know where they're going to, but I think I still now have a way to have an anchor at the other end for the people who are making that move outward. So it, it gives me a little bit of clarity on maybe which direction I'm going. Yeah, and that's cool. And now you're going to be set up for next year where you could just sit there and go, here's where I'm going. And then you might find that as you're doing it, you're like, I love this. And then you could start even building your team around it because there's going to be people moving from all different areas. Some people stay in Aurora, some people move out, and you can start building referral businesses out. You can even start, if you really think big about this, is you can duplicate that team because there's someone in in Whitby or Oshawa who's going through the same thing. There's someone in Brampton going through the same thing. There's someone in Oakville or Burlington. So you can actually start to duplicate the team that you're doing. And then right. with all that extra money, you can start helping thousands of seniors every year. That kind would be very exciting. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. So, uh, Linda, thanks um, for this call. I'm just going to kind of end the recording right now. Just stay on the line, though, okay? Thanks a million. I really appreciate everything you did, okay? Thanks so much.